Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors annual sales event now on. One-off price reductions and special APR finance available during this event. Call in today and save thousands at Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dundalk. You're very welcome to Wednesday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Lots of guests and chat to come over the next couple of hours. I'll just put one question to you before we meet our first guest today. How much would you be willing to spend or to what lengths would you go if your dog was unwell? Just think about that question for the next while because we're coming back to it a little later on on Late Lunch. You know Joan Larkin, she sits in this seat for me when I'm away. Well, Joan is joining us and she's been on some journey with her dog. Uh, I want you to stay with us. Make sure you're with us this afternoon to hear this story and maybe you'd consider would you go to these lengths if it was your pooch? That's coming up a little bit later on on the show. And don't forget 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text if you want to get in touch with us or you can call in at 1850-715-958 and of course across the social media platforms. As usual, on this day each year, we take a brief look at the budget and its implications for you and I, Gail McAvoy from McAvoy. Avoid Craig is an ever-present on late lunch on this day, the uh, day after the evening before, and she's with me once more. Gail, you're very welcome again to the show. Thank you very much, Jerry. Thank you for joining me. Can I just say this? Much ado about nothing. Would that sum it up? Yeah, I think so. It was a very cautious budget. Um, there, I mean, while there was very minor uh, tax uh, increases or tax reductions, um, maybe credit increases, there's little or nothing for the man on the street. You know, there's nothing in this budget really for anybody. My God, I never thought we'd be sitting here on a day like this and saying that. It, yeah. it, look, there's no surprises anymore. This is another thing that strikes me about budgets. Yeah. Sure, everything is nearly leaked in the days and the run up to it, and especially on the eve of it as well. So there's nothing comes out really. Is there's there? nothing, nothing at all. And if you look at the various headings, all of this information was available to us in the last, say, four days. And we're, he's transferring a lot of money. There's a Brexit fund. There's a rainy day fund. There's overseas aid fund. There's yeah, you know, there's a lot of funds that are getting money um, if and when Brexit does or wh- whatever shape Brexit takes, you know. Um, and yet there's there's no real feeling that the, the the people that are paying the taxes are getting the benefit. Now, isn't it. this ironic? Because this is the final budget for this particular mm. government. Mm. Uh, there will be a new government next year, a general election to happen towards summer and somebody else, and maybe Pascal, maybe somebody else will deliver a budget at that stage. Generally, they're, you know, they they give him these budgets ahead of an election. Is it because he's constrained with Brexit and uncertainty? 
I think he's probably just being very prudent. He did promise last year, I think, at the Fine Gael Ardesh, um, that tax could, cuts would be the centrepiece of their general election platform. And that hasn't happened. I do feel, though, if this budget had appeared with significant tax breaks and tax cuts, he would have come under fire for a lot of criticism. And if you remember yesterday, then there was the big story about Brexit, that there is it's likely that there's going to be no deal in the next two weeks and it was all Leo Varadkar's fault. So there was a lot of that type of sensationalism reported yesterday. And had he um, given us a budget that gave us the tax cuts he had originally promised, he would have come under fire for that. And another irony is that Fianna Fáil, obviously, the confidence and supply have to give the go-ahead for a lot of the measures in the budget and being a little bit selfish themselves, understandable, it's a political game. They would be quite happy to see this budget as it is and not a lot happening. Yes, steady as she goes, keeping the, the... I suppose the headlines away from from bad yes. heads. That's it. it. It's all about headlines. Yeah. That's what it, it feels like to me. Mm, and yeah. you know, they, they in a way uh, you know will suit them going into an election campaign as well because had there been a giveaway yeah. you know people would say oh this is a great government should they have given us this that and the other. Um, Look, let's talk, get into the detail for the woman and man in the street listening today. The Holy Trinity, drink, smokes and fuel. This is alcohol, actually, no change. No change in the alcohol. So that, so that's welcome. He hasn't increased the, the, the tax on the wine. Uh, so that's a lot of women and men happy with that. Uh, the cigarettes, there's a 50 cent increase in pack of 20 cigarettes and that will, you know, filter down to the other tobacco related products. 13.50 for 20 cigarettes. Madness, madness, you know. It's incredible. I, I was listening to the radio... Uh, yesterday and there was some fella on giving out about it obviously a smoker and he said you can get them abroad for Mm. five euro you know so would yeah, this it's will, massive it's for massive. the fuel they're bringing yeah. home of cigarettes from abroad and yeah. and the black market there's a huge Absolutely. black market yeah. in, in this as well Absolutely. But my word that type of money but but they don't care you see because of the adverse health implications of it. smoking yeah. they just lash it on there there's never much talk about it and then I think it was there was, there was um, an increase um, on the the petrol and diesel yes but it, it works out at two around two centilitres so there wouldn't be big hues no uh, to do with that the other thing I'm just thinking of, do you remember the hit on the Saudi oil facility and they cut production and we were told the barrel is going up and this is going to have implications. Yeah. There hasn't been a rise no. on that. I'm just wondering, is there another rise to come on, on uh, foot of that? You would think there is, I, because we were warned it is coming, so it just hasn't arrived, I think. OK, yeah, so I do think wa- it, uh, watch yeah. the space on, on that yeah. one there. Um Personal taxation, as you said, not a lot happening. Is there anything for anybody when it comes down to this area? Well, amazingly, um, the self-employed are getting something. Oh, uh, but now before you get very excited, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's a hundred and fifty euro extra uh, per year, um, and it's part of a, a mandate that he had delivered, promised um, about five years ago to gradually bring the self-employed worker in line with the PAYE worker. Now we're not there yet. We still have another hundred and fifty euros, so that will probably be next year but that we did get that so th- so fair is fair we, we, we were there was only two people that got increases in tax credits and it was ourselves the self-employed and then home carers got an extra 150 also okay so little and everybody yeah. else as you were no changes there no. at all what about the welfare area has anybody gained there um, well, there's a five uh, euro increase in living alone allowance, which is uh, welcome. Uh, there's increase in qualified child payments by three euro for over 12s and two euro for under 12s. 
fuel allowance will increase by two euro a week. And then there's the 100% Christmas bonus, which is available to all social welfare recipients. Uh, There's also um, a a band increase uh, of the amount of income that's disregarded for the one parent family payment or the working family payment. And that's 15 euro. So they can earn another 15 euro before it's it's, um, included in the test. Nothing for pensioners. Nothing at all. And oh, they are good voters. Oh, yeah. are they good voters? Are they great yeah. protesters? Yes, I wouldn't indeed. like to be going to the the doors of of the the grey yeah. uh, vote and and you know looking for a vote yeah, at absolutely. the next election. And the, and they are great voters. And the other area where I thought he'd do a little bit more or take a little bit more risk was the area of climate. And I know when you're looking at the papers this morning, um, they they felt he needn't bothered. What he did was not, you know, it was a drop in the ocean. Nobody was really going to feel it. He said that it was to change uh, behaviour and it was too little to change behaviour. And I think he was trying to balance there the lower income families who would be hit by the, the higher carbon tax and uh, again, voting, you know. Mm. But he, he came under criticism for that there and he, he could have taken a little bit of a risk, I imagine, there because it's very much in the headlines. Mm. The deposit interest uh, retention tax, the dirt, it, it has come down a tiny little bit, I yeah. just see again. Oh God, it's it's minuscule. They, they made a commitment, as you were saying, uh, over a number of years to, to bring yeah. that down, but it, it's gone from 35 to 33%. It's just it's not, neither it's here nor there. negligible, no. isn't it? When, no. it, when it comes you'd wonder why he'd bother. Why would you bother, really? Yeah, like, yeah. as such, and you know the rate, there are no rates for savings. That's the bottom line. Well, they are, there is talk about being charged for having money in your account, you know, so that's that's where we're headed. <laughs> they'll be charging us to breathe here <laughs> next. Yeah, there'll be a tax on it, Gail. You'll be coming here someday talking about that, yeah, I'm sure. Now, the, on the converse, there have been a couple of areas where he's going to pull in significant income from, and yep. stamp duty is one of those. Yeah, this I was very surprised at. Now, not on the Day was I surprised because it had been leaked. But um, he, rate of commercial stamp duty is going from 6% to 7.5%. So that's quite high. It's a 1.5% increase. And it's an area of uh, the property market that's really struggling at the moment. I mean, if you take Drogheda and it's, it's Drogheda, Nace, Newbridge, any of those type of the towns, commuter belts. certainly down the country, the, they're, they're all shops are boarded up. Commercial properties are really struggling between the rates having uh, gone up this year as well that um you know, it it makes the the property less attractive for somebody to buy when they've got to pay seven and a half percent over. That's seven and a half thousand per hundred thousand. So, on yeah. a three hundred thousand property, you're talking what twenty three or twenty four thousand yes. stamp duty. It's a lot of money. This and this will get. I think what they used was about ninety uh, million uh, um, income grab off people. You know, I think what it will do is is stagnate an already stagnate market. Is it? Is, it's rumoured that in a commercial sense, people who have commercial pro- properties even are looking for redesignation. To, yes. Is that yeah. right? Yep. I, certainly among clients of my own and I hear other people talking about it as well, that if your property is commercial and um, at the moment and you wanted to sell it, you, you look for residential and see, can you convert it back to apartments? You know? So no change in the residential, that's no. to be said here. No. That's staying as it is. Now, we, we, you mentioned the carbon tax and of course the environment 
environment is huge. And when it comes to cars, right, the two cent has gone on the diesel and the petrol. But what about electric cars, that incentive and the BIK and all that? Yeah, that BIK is still there. So there's a zero rate of benefit in kind on all electric cars. They have to be fully electric, not hybrid. Okay. Um, And what I I read today that um, there was also a a grant and a tax rebate on registering these um, Mm. electric vehicles, which brought the price down. And as you know, electric cars are very expensive, right? And this is net after a €5,000 VRT rebate and a 3800 grant. So there's 8800 coming from the government to subsidise these. And I understand that the 3800 grant is being stopped that it's only going to be the 5,000 tax rebate that will um, be applied. And is that in the small print or has that just emerged? Um, it's just emerged. It was reported in two of the papers this morning. Okay. So um, once I saw it in both papers, it must be. They're but there was, no, there was no mention of no it. No reference yeah. to it in, no. in the actual uh, yeah. release there. Uh, VRT on hybrids has been extended. I see that yes. to 2020. And there's a penalty if you're importing cars of an age. Yes. Isn't, isn't there? I think that's yeah. a Brexit yeah. measure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it looks like like that as well. Um, What about uh, housing? We we talked about uh, the uh, whole area of stamp duty on commercial and residential. The help to buy scheme. Yeah, the help to buy scheme, um, as it stands today, is going to be extended to 2021, which is welcome, Mm. you know. Um, Although the the criticism of that scheme is that all it is is um, money to developers. But I don't know if that's actually true, to be honest with you, you know. Uh, But it is being extended. And any um, first time buyers, it's so difficult to get onto that ladder. That, that that's welcome and you know it keeps that market moving you mm. know there's a lot of sabre rattling about that before yeah. he just nailed it down wasn't yeah. it? there was talk it was going to go I thought it was going to be um, the whole thing was going to be revisited and looked at and to see is this actually benefiting the, the couples trying to get onto the property ladder or not and they didn't do that they just had extended it now they've also given 80 million extra for housing assistance payments okay 20 million for the homeless services that'll be very welcome. We have a very good service here in Drogheda down in Homeless Aid. So they won't be getting 20 million, but they may get some portion of it. And then there's going to be 1.1 billion, which is a lot, uh, to deliver over 11,000 new social homes in 2020 and 12,000 units in 21. So um, all of that's... um, Excellent. And then there's another two million for the fun- additional funding to the Residential Tennessee Board. OK. So. And another one that caught my attention, and it, might, it would affect people, if, if, you've, if you took out a mortgage between 04 and 2012, uh, the mortgage interest relief, that's actually gone next yes. year, isn't it, entirely? Yeah. It's, it's, it's been stepped back again this time around? Yeah, it has. It, it, it's just washing out. Um, they, they, they'd abolished it a number of years ago, and then it, it took a few years for it to wash out because it's given out over a few years. OK. Yeah. A question in there has the fuel allowance been touched it's it's been it's increased two, hasn't yeah, it 2 euro per week yeah well i, I suppose it's, it's better, better than, than a kick in the backside and isn't it to be it? fair fuel has gone up by <laughs> oh. oh you know like it swings and roundabouts yeah. in, in all of this and it's moving the deck chairs really it's, you're not you're well do you know what you're no worse off because the increase in the allowance will probably pay for uh, the cost of it going up not the tax but the, in general fuel has gone up yeah yeah um i think we've covered most oh prescription charges there's there's yes. a slight that's that's one that a lot of people avail of as well. There's a slight yeah. change there, isn't there? It's been reduced. Yeah, prescription charges to be cut by fifty cent, and the threshold for the drug payment scheme is to be reduced by ten euro per month. So there's a little bit there for everybody. 
um, and then there is going to be um, free GP care for children under the year of eight and free dental for children under the age of six. No, but th- that's all well and fine and it's great and it's to be welcomed as well. But um, in, in a practical sense, you know, GPs, yeah. how do they feel about this? Is this a, a population of these youngsters that they see a lot? Well, well, not that age. It's really under the age of six that they are more frequently in with, the practice. With the GP. Yeah, yeah. Between six and 12, they're not really as often. No. Yes. So it's, it won't have that big an impact. But the, the under sixes did have a big impact on the, the practices. And that's probably why we all find it quite difficult to get um, an appointment. You know, it, yes. it's just used that Yes, that's, yeah. that's one of the reasons. Yeah. But the dental, the dental one is to be welcomed, you know, yes, because it's absolutely. important that children's teeth are attended to yeah. from a young age. Yeah. Well, I think it's a great thing because it, if you look after them younger, then when they um, get a little bit older, uh, maybe they won't even need as much work done. So, uh, you know, that's absolutely welcome. Uh, uh, just a message in to say, are primary school kids not entitled to free dental checks anyway? They, they probably are. Like they, they, that, that is something I think that I think, has But been I think there. it's part of the, the uh, system that the, they come into the school. Isn't it something along those lines that they come in and you're referred? Yes. Yeah, so I think this is a little bit different. Different than yeah. that. Okay. It's, a, so it's, it's an improvement. This is yeah. an improvement, you feel. And is there anything else that jumps out or any other commentary you have on it or that you feel about it or can you bring any drama to the situation, Gail, <laughs> or is that nay, nigh impossible this year? I think it is. You know, I think it is impossible. I think it's um, a very safe budget. It's very Brexit-related budget. And to be fair, there's so much up in the air at the moment as to... and ourselves in particular because we're a border county how is it going to affect us the farming community the farmer, farmers did get um, a small amount of a package there I mean I won't go into it now but they did get uh, some funding and some aid not not what they need so there's a lot of uncertainty out there and I think this budget reflects that and it it reflects that and coupled with an election a looming election so yeah Is there any possibility that you know we haven't had it in a while a supplementary budget you know Depending yeah. on what actually happens and how severe that may be for us, if there's a no deal, if there's a crash out, could they or may they have to revisit again certain areas? They may have. I, I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, it does depend on the outcome of Brexit and where that leaves us. You know, I I couldn't see them doing it. It's not something they would want to do, particularly if they're going to the polls. Yeah. yeah. WhatsApp message in to say, are we now going to be punished by tax if we buy new diesel or petrol cars? Well, yeah, we are yeah. a little bit. It's not going to be huge if you're buying a brand new car, diesel or um, petrol car. It's not going to be a huge amount of it is going to be more expensive, but not massive. Mm, so. It strikes me as an area where they're still uncertain in yeah. that. You know, there's great talk of rolling out new charge points. You know, the yeah. incentive you mentioned, some of it which may disappear for uh, a fully electric yeah. vehicle vehicle now but there doesn't seem to be a hundred percent commitment or a clear vision where this is going and I think that's why they've done very little here is because they haven't put in the infrastructure in for us to be able to embrace this whole electric vehicle I know that somebody um, looking to recharge their vehicle locally will have to maybe travel a little bit you know or put in a charge point at their own house and then there's talk of um, you eventually having to pay for this electricity so you know the the, the infrastructure isn't there for us to, to jump ship from the petrol and diesel cars. So the message today is a cautious budget, tweaking. I think as well, one of the things that has to be mentioned in the budget is it's a very cautious budget. We're not, there's not much to give out. There's not much to like, but 
um, it's got it's parallel with quite a, a significant commitment by the government for uh, public sector pay and those increases. And I think that when you look at one and the other side by side, I think there's an imbalance there um, and I think it should have been addressed. So in other words, there's money to be found to fund the public yeah. sector increases yeah. and at the same time... So it, with this budget was delivered um, yesterday and under the, the guise of it being a very mm. uncertain time. It's Brexit, we're doing nothing, only what we have to. And yet the public sector pay that was negotiated didn't seem to have that same um, application to it. Yes, it's being paid and money was found to do yeah. that, but not for yeah. a, a range it, of others. There's an imbalance. Okay, yeah. okay, that's your, your your ultimate summing up of it. Just before you go, uh, comment in, and here's a very happy listener today. Jerry. I gave up the Carol cigarettes almost 40 years ago with up 49 pence in the budget. So we're oh, giving it, can you think about that? 49 yeah, pence, yeah, that was a fortune back then. How rich am I because of that decision? Good woman. Well done to you. How rich you are indeed. My God, with the price of them, you could uh, fund many other aspects of your life. Gail, as usual, thank you for joining us on this day. Uh, Let's watch this space from here on in. But thank you for running through there that summary of Budget 2020. Thanks, Gail McAvoy. Okay, Louise, go for it. Sorry, we were just You're doing just a countdown me heart here. <laughs> Louise is just doing the maths on countdown at the minute. You are doing the maths, aren't you? Yeah, but I look, and I'm not fantastic at figures. <laughs> I know go my on, calories. Go on, I'll, I'll, That's about it. How close are right, you? Right, I gave up cigarettes um, about twelve, about eleven, twelve years ago, and at that stage, I think I was paying eight fifty a packet every day. At least every day. Okay. So I have the difference is a fiver a packet. So I've saved in the difference now, not in total. Almost 20,000. No, but you gave them up completely. So you mm. spent no money on I've cigarettes. I've spent no money. So I'm just saying if I was spending the difference, I would have saved is 20,000. So give me five minutes, I'll get the whole cost. I'm, I'm thinking... It's much greater. Oh, I'm thinking... It's way greater. At least 50,000, 60,000. No, you needn't do it. I, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll give you seven marks. It's countdown. I'm, I'm just sit, sitting here <laughs> well, today. I did it in a minute. I'm quite proud of myself. Uh, you you, you did no calculator. There. You were under pressure. No calculators. But seriously, that's only the differential figure. Your figure that's is way greater. That's what I was paying to what Safely to say fifty to 60,000. Yeah. Like, Isn't that crazy? It's unbelievable. Like, it is money up in smoke. And I mm. don't underestimate if you're addicted and you love a cigarette. So hard to give up. It is difficult. Was it difficult for you to give I up? I tried everything. I tried Alan Carr. I tried the patches. I tried the the, the fake cigarettes. I tried the gum. I Everything. The HSC programmes, everything. Nothing worked. The only thing that worked for me was hyp- hypnosis. And that's what got you over the line? I hypnosis. literally left that girl... Um, I walked out, got into my sister's car and I went, oh, I'm after wasting 150 euro, give me a cigarette. And she gave me a cigarette and I could not put it to my mouth. Couldn't put it to my mouth. After the hypnosis? Yeah, after the hypnosis. And you've never been tempted since? I I remember kind of a few kind of hen parties you'd be at and you'd be going, oh, give us one like this is years ago, the first few years. And you would go, oh, I'll just have a little dry, you know, and I just couldn't put it up to my mouth. And now I'm not bothered. I'd never even look for So one. hypnosis worked for you. Michael, yeah. uh, on late lunch, I can't think of Michael's second name. He may be listening today. He's a taxi driver in the dock. Joined us, did the Allen car. He was, he's was he been off them years. I'd like to, if you're listening, Michael, let us know. I take it you're still off them. Save the fortune. Ken, the fisherman. Oh, Ken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken Murray. Still? Did the Allen car. 
got him on the Allen car, went, never smoked since then either. That man owes me a fortune. I think different, different <laughs> things work for different people, don't they? <laughs> He'd say I owe he him a fortune as well. With all the fish he's put me over and the places he's taken me and I agree there, it's quits. Um, but, you know, when you look at it, look at that increase, look at the cost, I couldn't believe, thirteen fifty for a mm. packet of cigarettes. Anyone give them up out there listening today? Anyone or anyone that's about to because happy? of the rise. Anyone want to give them mm. up, would love to give them up, give us a shout. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp, text, 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. Social media, LMFM. Check us out. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. My oh my, there's money to be saved by quitting the smokes. Let's head towards uh, news and weather at two o'clock. Have you ever been to the opera? Well, if you haven't, here's your opportunity to go. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. You see, the Irish National Opera are returning to the Solstice Art Centre in Navin on October the 19th with one of the first ever Irish performances of Vivaldi's Griselda. It's tremendous. And it'll feature the Irish Baroque Orchestra. The exciting political and romantic thriller is full of passion, longing, betrayal and deceit. This one has everything. And tickets are available now from the Solstice Arts Centre box office or online solsticeartscentre.ie. I have tickets to give away on late lunch today. Would you like to go? Here's the question. What nationality was Vivaldi? It's in the name. Think about it. What nationality was Vivaldi? Answers, please, with your name and details to 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. You love a night at the opera and in the beautiful solstice as well. My next guest on the show today contacted me over the weekend by email. A message she might not have sent some time ago. And you're going to understand why in a while. Because for 40 years, Jackie Taft believed she wasn't good enough. But that's all changed now. And Jackie has not only transformed her own life, but is now helping others to do likewise and she's in the hot seat on late lunch Jackie Taff welcome thanks Jerry. thank you for having me you did say that now tell them honestly you said to me in the mail would you take a minute to, to, to read this and you did say further down when you were talking about what you do it is true to say you might not have sent this some time ago no I wouldn't be here today really honestly can I throw something back at you that you said and, and, and you, you, you use this as, as a little quote yourself um, when I was brought to the edge, or some might call it a life crossroads, I had one of two choices. I had to choose to rise or fall. Yes. Why did it take so long to get to that crossroads? Well, the mind is a, or the brain is a fascinating thing and it takes a very long time to process stuff. So initially, which I've said in, in the blog that I've written, You Are Not Your Thoughts, I Am Not Enough was really a predominant thought for me. And it stemmed from 23rd of October 1984 when an incident occurred to myself. And at the time I would have informed my parents and that was it. There was no actions taken from that but that was the time, that's the way things were done and that was okay as far as everybody was concerned. And From that, followed on about a year later, a couple of life-changing, bigger incidences connected to the family, which meant that the focus went off what had occurred to myself. And I 
ploughed on, I dug down, I buried myself in and I got on. And I was very lucky. I walked into a great role and, and had a great position and had the opportunity to meet hundreds of people and clients that I could help through a community service that I did. And that was wonderful. So I've always been able to help people. And at the heart of me, I always felt that's what I was meant to do. But behind all of that and behind this, um, don't judge the book by the cover. So you see me, but what's behind me? This thing of I'm not enough. I'm not enough. And I tried and tried and tried and tried to work it out. And I eventually arrived with a light bulb moment in my life. Well, what was that? Why? Why is it when I look? Jackie's doing great. She's great. What would be wrong with Jackie? Where is that I'm not good enough? And it's back to that moment when what happened didn't matter. The actions of others made me feel I didn't matter. Therefore, I wasn't good enough and it wasn't worth bringing attention to. So not mattering is important to me because you, me, we all matter and I want to make people and I want to tell people that they matter. So that incident, before that, you were young, obviously. Oh, before, I, was, I, was pre- I was 14, 15. Yes, before, up to that was, was everything OK? When you think past that point, everything prior was OK, but that defining moment, that very serious incident was the beginning of you putting up this pretense wasn't a pretense. It was a protection mechanism. So what I did was I became strong. I became offensive and I ploughed through my best mechanism. And that served me well for a certain amount of time and that's fine. But I love where I am now and I love that I'm me and I am more me than I ever was. And I'm 50 and I'm 51 next February and I don't mind saying that. And I don't mind being, I want to have conversations, real conversations with people to say, do you know what, you matter. So regardless of what it is that you want to do, what's holding you back, let's work on this and let's move it forward because life is too short. So you said to me again, it wasn't a facade, it wasn't no anything like that. It was you. Very much self-protection. Protection. And, you know, the mind... And the brain is amazing as in what it buries. And there are moments and times when maybe you're not able to process certain stuff. But my time came about in 2015 when I took a decision then to go and look to find the written confirmation of what would have occurred. And it confirmed to me, because it wasn't written down, that in fact it should have never happened which is, is which is even more interesting so there was no record of what happened to you back in 84 at all you couldn't no, find anything but if it was correct it there should have been correct so there so there's a file but the 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 point that i'm making is the the piece of the jigsaw that would have given me that i'm not enough is missing so that then leaves you with a very you, you just feel you're not enough. And so I kind of used this defence mechanism and from a point of plowing through stuff and hiding. I, I hid for a long time, even though my role would have been fairly visible. I personally hid. I would be down the road today, Jerry, rather than sitting here with you in studio. I would have talked myself out of out it. Out of it. So what was the, the finding when you went to look for record of this and you couldn't access it? What, was that the defining time? Was that the time you had to decide then 
I need to... Do something for me. Yes. Absolutely. That was it. That was it just then. 2015. And then I went on and I trained in what I'm doing. And it's life-changing. You're married. I am. You have children. One beautiful girl. Did you ever talk about this to your husband or... Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so the, and, and would oh, your yes. daughter be aware? Yes, as well. Yeah. She would know I would have doubts of not yes. being enough. Okay. And you talked to him about this extensively. Absolutely. And that doubt was with you every day in your life, at home, with your daughter, in work, everywhere. It just brings you down. It, t- it stops you taking action. It stops you doing things you would really want to do. And nobody should live a life like that. Y- your mind can limit you. And your mind is not created to be limited. We are limitless. And what I do now helps people to become, to stretch themselves and to become who they think right now, maybe they can't be, but in actual fact they can. They can be anybody they want to be. So how do you regard what happened to you all those years ago? Do you accept that wrong was done? And is that part of the overing this or you know I'm trying to get to the point of how you know you are now in a different space a different place well you can only give you know it's it's wrong to give so much time it's wrong to give your life to a certain thing you can't control the only thing we can control is ourselves like our life experiences are not outside of ourselves as in what I mean by that is we can't change I can't change Jerry going down the road at four o'clock today I can't control that, but I can change my experiences within me. So it's how I see things and how I put a perspective on them. So there, I don't see any blame in what happened at that time with any individuals, because at that time they would have thought it was normal. There was no questioning. There was no discussion. It was just we were, everything's grand. We won't talk about that. Mm. And it was put to the side. Today might be a very different situation. Actually, it would be a different situation. So I had to come to a point in my life to say, well, in actual fact, it did matter. It mattered to me. And what matters to me more is that I can't carry that around with me and let it stop me from being who I am truly meant to be. So I'm here and I love it. And it's the most wonderful feeling to do the work that I do because you you sit with somebody and it's real and you get to the core of what's going on and you see them flying and I love that. So you have now realised that there are many other people who be. are in the very situation that you found yourself in. Yeah. And that put up this outward looking, not, there's nothing, you know, I'm fine, I'm Jackie. I'm, I'm strong, I'm happy, great, everything I'm, like I'm confident. But you weren't. And they're not. And there are lots of people in that situation yeah. that you've come across. Yes. What did you do practically? Because you you are now helping others. I mentioned there at the start. What did you do? What, what, how did you go about, you know, becoming the new you? First of all, you need to manage your thinking, the thoughts, the thoughts. You know, this was breaking, breaking for me. I said it in the blog as in when I realised I was in my thoughts. So it's interesting to sit and I hear, oh, well, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. But who's the, who's the voice saying to me, you're not good enough. So if that in turn says I'm not good enough, but you're, well, then that must be separate to me because it's saying you're not good enough. And was this voice, this internal voice that people often talk about, you know, the way these thoughts go through our heads all the time. I'm sitting there. No, 
never stops. The voices never stop. So what we do with them is we tend to, for me anyway, I tend to catch some. There's some I won't catch, but the stories are constant that we tell ourselves. So it's constant, constant flow. And you can identify somebody who's really overthinking by how they move. They never stop. You can't catch them. Don't have time. Talk to you again. I'll come back. They're gone. I was a bit like that. Constant. Talk about when you start to take control of your thoughts, regulate them, recognise them, step outside of them and look in at them. And then you can choose, well, do I, does this really work for me or does this not really work for me? That's when peace falls and calm. And boy, you won't go back. I wouldn't have been able to get you sit th- to sit there for a few minutes when I previously know. Not a chance. When you decided to actually change uh, in 2014, OK, other things happened. Y- you... you- abandon a career that you'd been with long term yes yes yeah 25 years and did you do that on purpose yes it was time for me to go it was time for me to do this um i felt this is where i belonged this is what i needed to do and i wanted to make people feel they matter did you feel a sense of utter relief when you made that decision in your life and you sort of in a way turned the chapter I turn the page. It's the next chapter of my life and I'm here for it. And if I didn't, I would deny myself. I would have held myself back and I would have remained unhappy. It was my time to go. I firmly believe that everything happens for a reason. And this is my time. You now are helping others. I've mentioned this. And people can check you out. What's your website? www.jackietaff.com Now, you brought me in a little gift here today. I just want to mention it. I can't be remiss of me not to. It's a beautiful mug. And on the mug, uh, there's a tree with with all its leaves and branches on on one side in blue. And on the other side is, going across the mug, values. And, And some of the words on this are hope, compassion, self-care, uh, friendship, kindness, empathy, courage. There's a rake of these words here. What's the idea behind this? And there's hundreds more of them, by the way. Yeah. So the idea of my gentle reminders was for you. It's not my, mine as in your gentle reminder. It's my gentle reminder. So when you come and you get a mug, this is to remind you as you sit with your cup of tea or coffee to take a few moments to pause and to relax and to become present because life has become so busy we forget to be present we forget to actually just say breathe time out down so these are to remind you to sit to pause to do that and I love it I think they're lovely it's a little values tree those leaves you could nearly put the values names and the little leaves on the separate leaves and the values are we all have sets of values each and every one of us And we tend to have core values. Say, for example, mine would be definitely trust, dignity, honesty, family. They're core values to me. And we can often find ourselves struggling when we're not in line and living truly to those values. So your values are very important because if you are aligned and living and honouring them the way you want them to be, you don't find struggle anymore, emotional struggle. What you do is you find a lot of peace, a lot of calm. So the products are behind that. Come back to what you said earlier. We are not our thoughts. 
No, we're not. No, we have millions. There's millions of thoughts flying through my head here, you know, and yours too, as we sit here engaging, yeah, you know. Yeah. And there's four conversations in this room. <laughs> Think <laughs> about it. <laughs> there are. There are, yeah. Us physically present and the other within both of us. Yeah. And they're all happening as we yeah. speak here. Yeah, and the one, sorry, there's six, and the <laughs> one that's looking into those two lots. Of th- the thoughts, then the conversation. And Louise is in there and she is two more and we're all, oh my God, you wouldn't. But no, what should get all this conversation on, on, on late lunch? But here's the thing. When you say seriously, we are not our thoughts, what are we then? We are just fundamentally ourselves. And I was thinking about this and I didn't know you were going to ask me this. So this is interesting. How I might best describe it. And a baby. We all love a baby. Not one of us, I don't think, or maybe one or two of us, but the majority of us. What happens when a baby comes into a room? Ah, there's a warmth. Everybody flocks towards the child, wants to hold it, except when it cries, or the nappy needs changing. But uh, you know, I know what you mean, yeah, when you go into a room. They are the reactions we all have. So what is that? It's behaviour, is it? It's instinct. and it's nature. It's you, us. It's the deep within us all. It's you. It's a reflection of you. Mm. Be- and I love that. Yeah, because And we see that in the baby. The baby that was once us. And I love that. And if you come from a place of that all the time, that's quite freeing. Because you let go of a lot of stuff. And you don't really think about it. You just do it. Your thinking reduces. Yeah. I didn't think very much before I came in here today. Six years ago, I would have been in turmoil. So when you reduce your thinking, calmness will come into your life. So it's about managing that thinking. That's key. That's fundamental to you moving forward in your life. And it can be done. We just got to do it. (laughs) <laughs> this acronym, you, you mentioned uh, in the little quote, or I mentioned about you, that you had a choice. Do you rise or fall? Mm. Well, you've risen, of course, but you've used the word rise in your work and what you do because R-I-S-E are acronyms for something else. Yes, they are. Just give what the, the R. What does the R stand for? Well, on the, the I have a guide at the moment. Yeah. It's free on the website. So you go in, you log in and you get it. Okay. And it's for regulation regulation of one's thoughts and to recognise the thoughts because sometimes we don't recognise the thoughts. There's that much stuff going past us. We miss it. So what you need to be to do is to start to be deliberate and, you know, even for people at home today, for the next hour, pay attention to some of the stuff that's going on in your head. It's quite funny at times. Um, You'll wonder where some of it comes from. But start to pay attention to it and start to write it down. And that's what it suggests in the guide, to write it down. And then you're in a position whether you can choose it or not. And that's quite empowering because we all have the power to choose within. Like our minds don't run us. We should be running our minds. Yet we go off on autopilot. And, you know, you see it with driving all the time. Some people will arrive and they wouldn't have even thought about how they got there. So it's about coming back, being present, being deliberate and starting to regulate those thoughts and choosing ones that will empower you to work for you. So that's the R in the formula. The I is round intentions. 
we've all um, super intentions, you know, to start something. And then a week on, what happens? Well, uh, you've got to find your why behind that intention. Why, why am I doing this? What's the reason I'm doing this? What will this give me if I achieve this? And if you find your real why, the core, the underneath part of that, you'll no longer need motivation because you've already got your driver. You found your why. So we're talking about setting meaningful intentions. The S is self-discipline. We've got to be self-disciplined because we sometimes we're not self-disciplined. We're actually can be the worst at it. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll put it off delay. So start to get deliberate in setting stuff to do and be self-disciplined in doing it. And another S in that rise story is, you know, you're not your story either. You're greater than your story. We're all sitting on a fantastic treasure, which is ourselves, and we're not using our full potential. And all the studies are coming out all the time about the brain, about the mind. We haven't even started, I'd say, to discover what's what we're capable of doing. And the E is to embrace. Listen, you've got to embrace your flaws. If, you, if we're not going to embrace ourselves and accept that we are as we are and just be kind to ourselves, just be kind to yourself, be nice to yourself. It's OK. It's OK to have a bad day. The next day will be different. And make the effort to do it because nothing great didn't come without a little bit of effort and we've got to make a little bit of effort to rise. But if we rise, we will not go back. We'll keep going. It's one of the best things, Jerry, that's ever happened to me. I love it. Well, it's been my pleasure to talk to you today on Late Lunch and let other people hear your particular story. Again, it's Jackie Taff, J-A-C-Q-U-I-T-A-A-F-E dot com. Dot com. You get more information there. And I know you love being a mum, a wife, you're a great bargain hunter, I've heard. You love cooking. I'll be out for a bun. Your animals, <laughs> gardening, music and dance. And when I see music and dance, I say to you, do you remember that on the television? Jackie, I'm going to change a little. You can dance. You can sing. You've come a long way and you're going to go a long way in the future. Thank you for joining Thank me you, on the Jerry. show. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors annual sales event now on. The 2019 Renault Clio and Capture have never been so affordable with no deposit required. Call in today and save thousands at Blackstone Motors, Drogheda and Dundalk. Yes, it's a bit of role reversal for an ex-while on Late Lunch this afternoon. You know my next guest well. She sits in this very seat when I'm off. Joan Larkin is with us on the show today. We're also joined by vet Emmy Capuro from Shenick Vets in Scaries and Graham Goff, a bioenergy healer, is here as well. Now, you're probably out there thinking, this is a strange mix of people, Joan, uh, but not really because... The dog, your dog is here with you. Cookie is here. What age is Cookie? Cookie's here, Jerry. Yeah, he's 10. 10 years of age. He's 10 years and of age. And what breed is Cookie? Um, Cookie is a Bichon and a Cocker mix. So and uh, may I say, he's in great form. He's fantastic. He's great. He's sniffing around the studio he here. Is. Yeah, not a bother on him. I think he smells messy off my shoes. My old lab, I was out room this morning feeding him before I came in. But here's the thing. Cookie is the subject of this remarkable story that we're going to tell over the next while. Take us back. When did the issues with Cookie begin? 
Um, Cookie's always been healthy. He's always been a hardy little fella. So I noticed something was wrong with him in June. He was straining to pee and poop and um, he was just down in himself and he was following me around all the time and he was just very clingy all the time. And then I noticed he wasn't able to jump up on the sofa like he normally jumps up beside me in the evening. He was straining to even stretch to jump on the sofa. Um, But at the same time, um, my mum was very sick and she sadly passed away on the 19th of June. And at that stage, I had to go down home and I had to pop Cookie into the kennels where he normally goes, which is a fabulous place. And he knows the girl very well. And she noticed and said it to me. So um, I took him to see Emmy, who's his vet, Emmy, who's here with us. And um, Emmy has known him a long, long time as well. And it was then we got the diagnosis two days after my mum's funeral. Uh, Emmy, come in there to me. You're welcome to the show from Shenick Vets in, in Scaries. When you saw him, a quick diagnosis, you pinpointed this fast? Well, there is no such a thing as a quick diagnosis, but we do have the facility, obviously, there to diagnose prostatic cancer. So we did an ultrasound on Cookie and we have seen that there was something wrong with his prostate. So we did a biopsy. I offered a biopsy to Joanne and we did a biopsy and a couple of days later we had uh, results, yeah. And at that stage, were you able to deal with this matter or what happened then? Okay. We don't have a lot of choices when it comes about prostatic cancer in veterinary medicine. So we offer obviously a few options to Joanne. And one of the options was referring her obviously to England, to the super vet. Uh, and, uh, you know, she, she was willing to do that. So with the help of the super vet, we carried out a chemotherapy protocol for a few weeks and then we refer Cookie for his big surgery. So you did some chemotherapy here in Ireland that's on right. Cookie that's right, initially. Yeah. And the super vet is Mr Fitzpatrick. That's the, the man that's who's right, on yeah. Channel 4. He's a superstar now. That's right, So yeah. the referral. Now, Joan, come back in here, Joan Larkin. Um, obviously, this is a serious situation. You're told Cookie's life is on the line. It's as simple as that. Oh, it was as simple as that, Jerry. Yeah, it was. There was no treatment really available in Ireland for him and the prognosis wasn't good. And um, I guess he's he's the only I've always had dogs. I am, he's the last one I have and he's the last one I'll ever have because I couldn't go through this again. Oh, the no. Oh, Jerry, I couldn't. And I just um, and I just said that there has to be something out there. And, and when we discovered between myself and Emmy that there was a treatment available in Fitzpatrick's, I just knee jerked and I went for it. And, and my mum, her funeral was the 24th of June and um, I was on the way to England two days later and it was a knee jerk. And um, I, I, I drove all the way to Surrey with Cookie, a very sick dog in the back of the car. Um, in July and um, they gave me treatment options and, and they they liaised with Emmy and between them they treated him with his chemotherapy and Graham as well of course was treating him with bioenergy healing as well and distance healing while I was in England and um, we came back and they gave me a date for surgery um, the 26th of September so that's just 12 days ago he had his surgery. So he's had his surgery. He's had it, Did yeah. they remove the tumour? Um, I think Emmy's better able to answer Emmy, this come on. process. No, no, they didn't remove the tumour. They have done a new technique, which is called embolization. So they basically closed the artery. Uh, this way, obviously, the prostate would shrink because there is no blood, obviously, flowing to the prostate. And with the prostate, the cancer is also going to shrink. 
Uh, and obviously, Cookie will have to carry on with chemotherapy still for another while, you know, and we will keep an eye, obviously, on his prostate with ultrasound and blood tests in the clinical scary. So is the cancer ultimately gone? Is this dog in remission now? We think so. We think so. I think it's a combination of the new technique, the embolization, which is basically closing the blood supply so the, re- the cancer can be fed because there is no blood flowing through the prostate and obviously combined with the chemotherapy, that will definitely help. And the age of Cook is great because being 10, it's easier, you know, like it's, uh, we're not dealing with a very young dog. Metabolism so has slowed. Metabolism will slow down and yes. so the chances of metastasis, you know, secondary tumours. Is reduced significantly. Right. Let's bring a man who's sitting patiently listening to everything that's been said there. Graham Goff, you're welcome to Late Lunch, Bioenergy Healer. What role did you play in this? Well, Joan contacted me to see if there's anything I could do, if there's any experience I had before. And as a bioenergy therapist, basically what bioenergy does is I work on the energy field, led me on people or dogs. So I have worked with people before with tumours and seen changes in the tumours getting just reducing a little bit and uh, so I started I says yeah I'm definitely interested and uh, we'll just see how it goes I'll do my best and see how it goes Did you lay hands on the dog? Was the dog brought to you? I, because Joan I know you, you mentioned this before there was a distance thing involved here how did that work? Distant, the way distant healing works is if I have a sample of the dog's hair I can work his DNA is with me so the dog can be in it can be in America, Africa, anywhere else. Once I focus in on the dog's DNA, it's as if he is just there in front of me, and it's just the very same as picking up a phone and ringing someone in Australia. Once that instant connection is made, no matter where the dog is, I can feel the different sensations and where there's blockages in the dog's energy field, and I just start walking away then. How much do you believe this man contributed, Joan, to uh, the uh, remarkable recovery this dog of yours has made? Well, all I can tell you is what I saw for myself, especially the first trip to England for the assessment. And Graham would text me and say how he is. And I'd say, you know, he's tired or he's really listless. And Graham would say, I've been doing a lot of work on him tonight. So tomorrow I expect that he's going to be tired. And sure enough, he'd be tired. And the first trip we made back to Emmy after he had just had one session of chemotherapy and there was a a good reduction in the tumour size. And the only treatment he'd had up to that was with Graham. So, yeah, I do put a lot of faith in it. So here's the punch question I've been dying to get to since you walked into the room. And I think most (laughs) of my listeners will be curious as well to hear this one. Mm. This is a long process. You're involving a lot of people in Ireland and in the UK. There's a lot of travel, treatment, uh, pioneering surgery as well for Cookie. It is. He's the first Irish dog to undergo this surgery. The first? The very first Irish dog, yeah euros or we can do sterling if you want to just to keep everybody happy on both sides of the pond. No, let's do euros, seriously. What what do you reckon this has cost you? Um, if you take the treatment into account here and in the UK and the cost of travel and hotels, because I was a week in England each time, so a fortnight in England, we're, we're coming close to 11,000 euros. Yeah. Let me take a little breath there for a second. <laughs> And gather my thoughts. We're coming close to 11,000. 11,000 euro, folks, mm. for the dog. And I wonder what listeners feel about this, you know, about know. spending that level of money. If you have anything to say, we'd love to hear from you. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. You can call and remember 1850-715-958. Um, 
I'm what has your equal criticism and equal praise? No, Jerry. I'm not criticizing you. I'm not no, judgmental on this. I'm, ju- I'm just put it, putting it out there. I know. What does your husband say about this? <laughs> yeah, uh, best not go there. <laughs> <laughs> Do I take it he's a little bit dubious? No, I know. Look, it, it, it's done and, and the money has been spent and you're yeah, way down a yeah. road here. There's no turning yeah. back at this stage. I yeah. hear what you're saying as well. I but, think the, uh, first, but, yeah, the first time I went to England, he, he said, you're knee jerking here. You know, this is, you know, did you think about this? And the answer was no. And um, But the second time he was behind me the whole way. Yeah, he was very supportive. He loves them in spite of himself, you see. Is there there any greater love uh, uh, for, you know, we we love one another as human beings, but the love of a pet, and especially dogs and cats are the primary ones, you know that as a vet as well. Emmy, is this something you see all of the time? I do, I do. And uh, uh, to be honest with you, this is what is making our job very difficult because uh, such a condition can actually split a family. You always find a very practical, rational person in the family that wouldn't go that far. And then there is the more emotional one and and obviously one push, you know, financially and emotionally. And they are not just emotional journey. They are also financial journey as well for family because unfortunately... In veterinary medicine, there is not uh, a discount, there is not uh, uh, any help the government can give, you know, and everything is private and the costs are very high. A 10-year-old dog, people would say, you know, at 10 years of age, it's quite a long life. Now, Joan's going to tell me about a remarkable story of another dog she had, I know, and I'll bring her in on that. But I lost my last Labrador at 10, and he had a growth at 9 years of age in his neck, and we had it operated on, not nearly in the league of money you're talking about, but he got another year beyond that, and then it just materialised again and that was the end of the road for him and what a tough time that was for everybody involved. But at 10 years of age what do you say to that? People will say well 10? Well myself and Joanne we had a very long conversation about that and she knows you know that may she can achieve another couple of years maybe more we hope more but she knew she was dealing already with an old dog and maybe the prostatic cancer was never going to kill him on the first place because an old dog would have other issue and Cookie has other issues. He has actually liver condition as well, which we need to keep an eye on. Mm. Um, but obviously you can't judge on people's choices. And most of the time is what that dog means for the person at that time of the of the year or the time of her life. Like Joan went through few losses, you know, her mom and I think her cousin, or, mm. you know, and... Uh, at the time, probably another loss would have been too much for her to carry emotion. Yes, uh, well said. Let me take a short break. Don't go anywhere. Cookie's with us in the studio here as well, <laughs> looking a million dollars. 11,000 so far and Cookie's going to sleep here in the studio. Just shows you how comfortable he is there at he this is. stage. And right beside you too, Graham. He's right under your seat there. <laughs> I think there must be something significant in that. You know, the power of this, the power of what you do, Talk to me a bit about it. You know, people are saying today, energy from afar with the hair of a dog. Really? What do you say to that? Totally. Listen, Jerry, a couple of years ago, it would baffled me too until I've I've worked with it. I've seen massive improvements in people's disease, everything from MS and different things like that. And uh, we're all made up of vibration. We're all made up of frequency. And the way the bioenergy works is we're basically unblocking the blockages in the energy field. And then the person's own natural healing takes place. 
So I can't heal anybody. The only person I can heal is myself. And when it's like we say we have a garden hose, you have 10 knots in it, you turn on the tap and you have only a little trickle of water coming out. As you unravel the knots in the hose, the flow gets stronger. And then when all the knots are unraveled, you have a perfectly flowing system. And that's just the way it works. And that's what you do. Yes. Try. <laughs> you describe it well. You're, you're, you're trying blimmin' well, let me say, boy. Um, Joan, just for yourself, here's some of the comments that are coming to us today. Yes, Jerry, I would spend money on my pooch, but 11,000, that's a bit woof. Oh, there's a real smart texter there. Listen to this, good girl, Joan. What a loving owner. Hope you have many, many more happy years with Cookie. Isn't that lovely? lovely. Thank, Thank you, you indeed. That. Keep them coming. 086 658 the the dog the last dog that lived long what age did that dog live to that was rudy she was just a little crossbreed terrier and she lived to be 19 years old she died last may and it was emmy actually saw her in her final hours yeah it was emmy put her to sleep so yeah we had her for 19 years and i remember when she was born and and my son was 2 years of age and they just grew up together and he was with me when Rudy was put to sleep. And to see this big 21-year-old young man with his face buried in her fur as she was put to sleep, it would break your heart. It nearly killed me. That's why I'm saying after Cookie, no more. I can't do it. I just can't do it. And this and this is my this is my baby. Rudy was belonged to the kids. Mm. She was their baby, but mm. this one's mine. So, oh no, it kills you. The prognosis uh, for Kuki uh, at, at this stage, come back to that. OK, she's had the pre-sessions of chemo, the operation now, more to follow. Yes. What, what do you believe? I know you said you can't give any guarantees. No, but I think the prognosis is good. The prognosis is good because we have worked on Kuki before, obviously, the surgery. Uh, we are sure that there are no metastases, so we didn't find any secondary tumour, so... We are kind of very confident, you know, that the, the tumor is not spreading. So now with no chances to spread because there is not way for the cancer to go anywhere because all the blood supply is gone. So the prognosis is good. We actually have to keep an eye on other issues because Cook has got, just like any old, yes. old man, other mm. issues. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> 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 we won't open that conversation today. But here's the thing, just from a veterinary point of view, obviously you meet cases where there isn't uh, the potential for an outcome like this case here. Yeah. At times, I take it, you have to be perfectly honest and it's not a good outcome. No. Is no. that tough? Very tough. Of course it's tough. Absolutely. And... Uh, it's very hard. That's the hardest part of our job, to be honest with you. And it's not only when we have to deal with cancer, but also when we have to deal with other conditions. Like I only recently have diagnosed a dog with congestive heart failure. And we're talking about, you know, a young dog with in a young family with kids. Uh, medications are very expensive in Ireland. And we have to face that as well. And it's also part of our job, not just to look after the health of a pet, but also to look after the emotional side that comes with it, look after the family and the financial thing. Because being a good vet, I don't really want to say it's easy, but it's also nice to be able to look after, you know, the financial part and, and try to understand the people they have to go through huge, huge financial loss when a pet gets sick. Have you pet insurance, Joan? No. 
<laughs> oh, ouch, 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 ouch. Why did I say that? I don't either, I, I have to say, in my own case, yeah. like if anything happened with, with, with our guy. Yeah, well, it was something I kept meaning to do and I had three dogs all the time and then Molly died, then Rudy died. And at that stage, then Cookie was was too old because you have to be under seven to get the insurance and it goes up and up. And, you know, he was always a hardy little buck and I thought, you know, nothing was ever going to fell this fella. This was the last thing I expected. We, I brought him into Emmy thinking he had a kidney infection because that's what it looked like. And I, I remembered that that day when she just took him in her arms and just said, I'm taking him in. And she just knew it wasn't a kidney infection. And... Yeah, but look, he's he's still here, and it, it was a hard old hard old journey. And and it's it's not to say I had eleven grand to throw away, Jerry. I didn't. I found it. You know, I found it somewhere. <laughs> we always do. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, we, we dig deep, and and when something is so personal to us, Graham, do I sense a liaison with yourself and Emmy? <laughs> of the professional kind of course I'm talking about what you do and what she does yeah I'd love to I definitely would I'd love to because I think the possibilities are huge mm. definitely would yeah very interesting so the scope here uh, money well spent every cent of that 11,000 euro in your book um, yeah every absolutely absolutely I have my boy back you know and he's he's my best pal Jerry. my kids are grown up and gone this is my best pal. Anybody who knows me in Slane will, will know I'm always with this little black and white dog. He's always with me everywhere I go. And and he's just my best pal. So I, I wasn't going to let him down. If there was hope at all that, that we could save him, you know, I wasn't going to let him die. It was as simple as that to me. And I guess, yeah, it did come at a, a terrible time when mum had just, mum had mm. just passed away. Um, um, and she had been ill, but she passed away quite suddenly within 24 hours. You know, she just went downhill and died. And, and, and that was a shock in itself. And then to get the diagnosis of this just two days, two days after, I, I think, yeah, I did. I wasn't thinking straight. I will admit that. And I, I did knee jerk. And, and I did lean on Emmy to, to ring Fitzpatrick's and to, you know, because and, and to email them. And did you do this yet? And I know I probably drove her crazy. And the next thing I knew, I was on the ferry. And I didn't think until I got to Surrey. And I remember the vet in Fitzpatrick saying to me, um, they were taking him in to, to do an, a, a CT scan and, and they were going to keep him overnight because I was exhausted. And I remember the, the, the lovely vet there saying to me, what's your plan after you leave here? And I remember saying, oh, I don't have one. <laughs> Had you not been uh, as emotionally vulnerable, would you still have done this? Yes. And the other thing is, when you look now from here on, whatever length of span of life he gets, how can we any of us say what span any of us will get in our lives, be, be human or animal as well? What would be justification? How long a time to have him with you? Do you expect him to be with you now till he's 19 like the other one? <laughs> I don't know. How long's a piece of string? I don't know. I, d- I do know my daughter lives in Germany and I remember calling her when we got the diagnosis and, and she won't be home until New Year's and her roaring down the phone saying to me, he won't be there when I come home, mum. He won't be there. And the other day she's saying to me, I can't believe now he's going to be there when I get home. I mean, that's priceless. That is priceless to me. You know, he's going to be here for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and, and after that Jerry's a bonus and the next one and the one yeah, after please, please God, God yeah. it's it's a remarkable story of love and commitment to a four-legged friend let me say that to you it really is thanks yeah. and uh, you know seems normal to me the, the general reaction we're getting here are people and we have a lot of dog lovers I know that listen to Late Lunch uh, they're very happy that you've done what you've done and it's an extraordinary gesture as well um, it's a lot of money but I wish you and Cookie many many years of happiness together. Let's hope Thank he hits you. that 19 Absolutely. that the, the other one did as well. It's been great to meet you.
you all today in the show and I thank you for taking time to come in come to uh, join me on the show. Graham, if people want to get in touch with you, what's your, your easiest method to get to you? Yeah? Uh, I'm on Facebook, Graham Golf Bioenergy. My website is healingtherapy.ie and my phone number, my mobile number is 86 Thank you. And to Emmy Capuro from Shenick Vets. You can check them out in Scaries. A wonderful practice there. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you all. Wish you well. Thank you. you. Bye-bye. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors annual sales event now on. One-off price reductions and special APR finance available during this event. Call in today and save thousands at Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dundalk. Reminding you again that the Irish National Opera is returning to the Solstice Arts Centre on October the 19th with their first ever Irish performance of Vivaldi's Griselda featuring the Irish Baroque Orchestra and it's a really wonderful production. It has everything in it. Passion, longing, betrayal and deceit. And tickets are available from the Solstice Arts Centre box office or online solsticeartcentre.ie I asked you a question earlier on. What nationality was Vivaldi? He was of course Italian. And I have a pair of tickets winging their way to Kells today to the McBride household. Well done to Ernest and Francis there and to Balbriggan Donna Duffy pair of tickets for you as well enjoy that wonderful opera Joan Larkin and Cookie and Co with us just before 3 o'clock today hi Jerry. we just lost our beautiful little Jack Russell dog less than 2 weeks ago and we're all devastated she got cancer we will think of her as long as we live and that comes in from Pauline this afternoon I understand how you're feeling Pauline I really do I've been that soldier and the most recent time was when Jack, our last Labrador, passed away and I'll never forget it. It was one of the toughest times and it was just like a death. It is a death. It's a death of the family when you love a pet. You know what I'm talking about, Louise, when you've had a dog for years and years and the yeah. part of the house and everything. It's and just the, like losing the, your it is, sister it's, brother. It's, it's a shocking, relative. shocking time. It, it really, really is. And uh, to anyone who's gone through that, they'll understand what we're talking about today. Now, you've got the calculator out. I since found it on my this, phone. She found the calculator <laughs> on her phone. Do you know what I want to find? I heard somebody talk about it last evening. Google diary. You know the diary? Uh, the Google thing. You can have a diary. I must get that working for myself. Calendar, calendar. 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 It's calendar. Is that it? Whatever it is. But anyway, I have to get that going on my phone. Anyway, right, would you f- replace the one on the desk? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hold on a minute. Aren't I meticulous? I write things down. I'm a great for writing into the diary and keeping a record of it. <laughs> but I'd love it in the phone. It'd be great to have it beside me when somebody rings me or something and says, Oh God, I don't know what I'm doing then. And I could check it out. But listen, come back to the serious matter. Louise found the calculator on our phone today. There'll be no stopping her now. Now, the cigarettes, we were talking earlier on and you reckon 20,000 differential from you gave up the cigarettes, the price of them then and now. Yeah, it was but 500 really, Louise, what well, You know, that was a 500. But really, Louise, you've saved the full amount. You know, you've stopped buying mm. cigarettes, never mind the differential. Well, I do a drum roll. Tell us, how much do you reckon it's, you've saved? In around 69,900 <laughs> in 12 years. Wow. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's over 5,000 a year. Yeah. Average. And my down. husband gave them up around the same time as well. Did he? Yeah, but he just went cold turkey. He just. Gone. He's great like that, and yeah. And never since. Yeah. And would he have been the same level as what the numbers? Yeah, you- yeah, absolutely. 20 day, more at weekends. The ferreters are worth 130,000 at least. <laughs> 
You but you always today. find something else to spend it on, no, don't of you? Of course you do. Of course you do. But you spend it on things that are not damaging your health. True. Yes. Mm. Of course you do. But uh, I have to say, Jerry, it's not like you go in and you see on telly your eyes start spinning kind of red and white <laughs> <laughs> when you go in. And you do get withdrawal symptoms and you you know, you do get cravings. It's not just you come out and you don't smoke. But you yeah. just cannot. I in my case I just couldn't and I did try. I just couldn't put a cigarette up to my mouth. It's great. And, and by the way, oh, sorry, I nearly forgot this. A um, number of people on to ask you, who was the lady that did the hypnosis with you back then? Well, back then it was a lady, she was fantastic, called Deirdre Davis from Dunboyne. But um, when I saw people kind of asking, you know, texting and asking yeah. where it was, I rang her and she no longer practices. But she did say to anybody who wants to try this this method, to um, Google C or get on the internet to chpa.ie, which stands for Clinical uh, Hypnotherapy and Psychotherapy Association um, okay. of Ireland, and you'll get somebody kind of close in close proximity Wherever to you. you're living, you'll find out they'll put you in touch with somebody. So that's for hypnosis to give up smoking and other issues as well. Yeah. CHPA.ie. That's where you have to go and check it out. And we wish you well with that one. Now, let me see. I got my flu jab yesterday. Got the flu yeah, on Monday. Yesterday on Monday. Monday I got the flu jab. I just mentioned, wanted to mention to people, we, we talked about it with Cathy Marr here last week, the importance of getting it. It's in stock. The pharmacies have it. Your GPs have it as well. Well, I got it. No, no side, side effects. effects. No, That's what you think. Look, <laughs> <laughs> we saw you jittery up there. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. She is only kidding. I get jittery <laughs> with other things, but it's not the flu jab. I can tell you. <laughs> I got the and my arm a little bit of stiffness in the left shoulder where I got it, you know, but nothing else at all. So I have it now. A couple of weeks for it to kick in. So it's important to get it as soon as you can. If you're in vulnerable groups, if you're working with people who are vulnerable in the health service, come on, let's get the numbers up there. Go and get the flu jab. It is so important. Now, another issue on everybody's minds at the moment is this single-use plastic. Mm. I've cut down on single-use plastic myself. What about you, Louise? Yeah, Are you conscious too. of it? Yeah, Very I conscious. Definitely have cut down on it. It's, it's in my psyche now. But there's a new group called Sick of Plastic, and we're going to hear about it next. Breed Bell from the Sick of Plastic campaign joins me on the line. Afternoon, Breed. Hi, Jerry. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you for taking our call today. Tell us about no this uh, group, Sick of Plastic. Who are they? Where did it originate? And what's the Irish angle on it? Um, well, Sick of Plastic is um, a combination of uh, Friends of the Earth and Voice Ireland campaign. And these are kind of environmental um, um, organisations. So... Um, if you most people probably have heard of Friends of the Earth, they've been around a long time. Yeah. And um so they kind of rely on citizen science, which is um people helping them to do research and to change things basically. Um and so like Ireland has the highest we're the highest producer of plastic waste in the EU. We have sixty one kilograms per inhabitant. That was in two thousand and fifteen. It's probably gone up now. And just from my own experience I just noticed um that like more and more things have been wrapped in plastic and you bring them home and you have to unwrap it like whereas before you didn't have to do any of that so it's more work it's more expense for the for the consumer because we then have to get rid of the plastic you know and none of, a lot of it isn't recyclable 
you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, um, uh, uh, the only stuff that's recyclable in Ireland is the hard plastic, you know, like the mm. hard trays and that. The soft plastic isn't recyclable. That goes into your general waste, so you're paying to get rid of it, basically. I often think, Breed, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this, I recycle a lot and I see the amount that comes, but I'm at a loss at times to wonder, what can we do when you think of, like, I was up in the supermarket last evening getting a few bits and pieces, when you look at, you know, all the milk that comes in plastic, you know, all the yeah. spreads, the butter spreads that are in plastic, all the plastic that's used to wrap uh, ready meats, uh, pre-cooked meats, ready meals, all this stuff... It's a massive challenge. How do we, you know what I mean, how do we put that on shelves without the plastic? I mean, this is about reducing it, you know. Um, like, I mean, a lot of the stuff, like vegetables and that, is fairly easy. Like you just, yeah. Um, and this is something that anybody can do anytime they go to the supermarket. They can just take their vegetables out of the plastic and leave plastic in the bins in the supermarket, mm. you know. A lot of people do that. Now, the other stuff can be a bit more complicated. And, um, you know, like, there, there can be bulk sections. Like, just say you're buying... Um, oats or porridge or something you know you bring yeah. your own you, you can buy these little bags that you get and you can get get 100% organic cotton ones you can get nylon ones you can get whatever you want like but you bring in your bag and every time you come into the shop you bring your bags with you and you fill up and then the shop can weigh it you know and um, so that's one way of doing that the meat is a bit trickier I mean you could bring you can bring your own Containers, basically. Yes, but I'm just thinking, Breed. You know, when you go to the shop, they are the 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 real top of their game. Big supermarkets have the self scanning, the little things you hold in your hand, and you go around, or else you go and scan yourself out, or you go to a checkout or whatever, and you have to bring your packaging that far with the barcodes in them. Are you saying that when you get there, we empty out everything there and put it into the various containers and leave them with all the stuff behind? Well, that's what I do. Like any time I go to the supermarket now, yeah, I take everything. I I I go through with the barcode, and then I take everything. I take everything out, and I bring it home. You know, and and they and and they'll allow you to do that. Well, I don't think they can really stop you. Like, um, you know, because mm. you're already you've already paid for the stuff. So, um, like the thing is, um, um, it, it's a bit more complicated, but it's about it's about going back to the way things were. Like we, we talk about milk. Well, milk used to come in milk bottles. You know? Yes. So there is we we, can, we know how to do this. It's a no brainer, really. Like um, so, like when especially as the, as most of the plastic is not being recycled. You know. Yeah. Um, like the figures. I mean, just to give you some of the figures, seventy nine percent plastic waste ends up in landfills, being incinerated, or in the natural environment of Luha. I mean. Most of it that ends up in the natural environment ends up in the sea. Yes. Know? No, no, I, I know where you're coming natural. from. Yeah, and yeah. and, and we, we, we hear plenty about this. Yeah. So with this in mind, are you put the question to people today, are you sick of plastic? And if you are and you want to uh, make a difference in your own life and help to campaign to make a general difference in the country, mm-hmm. you're having a meeting where and when? It's in Sarsfields Bar in Drogheda, which is on Cord Street, on Monday, next Monday. Next at Monday at what PM. time? 7, is it? 7pm, yeah. And seven. if you want more information about that, you can ring me. It's 87 Okay, and that is Sarsfield. That's happening. Wish you well. It's uh, something I do like, but there are many challenges, but any challenge can be overcome. Thanks for joining yeah, me, Breed, on the show today. Not Thank at you. all. Thank Take you. care of yourself. That's Sarsfield on the Cord Road in Drogheda. Next Monday, the 14th of October, 7 o'clock, if you'd like to go along and hear what they have to say there.
that thing I was talking to Breed there about Louise leaving your packaging at the checkout in a supermarket. Have you seen anybody do that? Yeah, I have. I have think you? It, yeah, in and I have in. Is it Little or Aldi or one of those? Taking all the packaging off. Well, Little and Aldi actually provide bins. Okay, so you and can put so it. So you there. can do it there, and they provide it at near the checkouts, and you can. Very good, very good. Well, I'm not aware of that, but you know I'm a Tesco man. I must uh, inquire about this the next time they're up and see every little helps. And I know as well that, you know, the way when you're you're buying, say, cereals. Yeah. And if the cereal box is damaged or a little bit torn, people Mm. tend not to buy them, even though the inside packaging is sealed. Yes. So that's all that cereal gone to me. Yes, is on to us to say, Jerry, I scan my shopping and I leave all my plastic in the shop. Thank you, NASA, for getting in touch with us today. I want to follow up on this. I want to have time though, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I want to, we're going to come back to this on late lunch. I promise you. I'm really curious now about this because I, I'd like to see how that actually works practically. And you're right. You need time. And if everybody started the checkouts, would anybody get in or out? Oh, look, I'm thinking outside the box now. My mind is flying away from me. One thought, please. We I don't do it after checkouts. You know the way, you, yeah. well, I suppose you're in Tesco, but in Aldi, they kind of move elsewhere mm, to package. That's right. That's right. You do move to another area. Anyway, watch this space and bring your bags and cut it down. That's the message across the world this time. We'll leave you today in the company of Duran Duran. And I love this. It's from a Bond movie, isn't it? Yes, it's from A View to a Kill. Do make sure you come back tomorrow at half one and join us or we'll be after you with A View to a Kill. See you then. Blackstone Motors annual sales event now on. One-off price reductions and special APR finance available during this event. Call in today and save thousands at Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dundalk. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.